baby the whole time, but yeah. And up and down baby. Up and down baby. Well, Caleb and Audrey said they were going to come here in a little bit, and they would take care of Izzy. See? So that could happen. (laughs) Who's the victim with that? Oh, she's going to be a part of the podcast today. Yeah, she wants to have her voice heard, too. She should have her voice heard. That's all I'm going to say about it. I could roll her little sockies over because then they fall off her feet (laughs) because they're too big, so I had to leave them up. Yeah. To try and Mm -hmm. hold them on. Mm -hmm. Your hands are cold, honey. She's so cute. She is so cute. She's like her dad. Well, no, I wouldn't necessarily say that. She looks like a wrinkly old man, so that part she gets from him. Uh, I mean, hey, whatever it takes. She loves her dad. Of course she loves her dad. So we're going to give everyone a chance before we start the show. Or actually, if you know of someone that wants to listen, send them a text. I don't have my phone. They like to know. I did. Um, so what do you think we will talk about next? You know what I want to talk about? I wrote on the board. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. I'm not going to tell anybody what's on the board. Yeah, don't no. don't commit us to anything, really. This is our biggest interview to date so far. Oh, absolutely. So I don't want But to I was just talking about things until people got on. That's what I was doing. Oh, I was, she's just I was killing wasting time, time until you're ready. Yeah. Just killing so, no, time. Um, what I was saying was, I want to talk about controversial, controversial topics. Topics, I agree. Yeah, like, I, I just, I'm afraid to give my opinion because sometimes... Um, my opinions people don't like, and then I don't want to like lose listenership. Yeah, hi guys, or hi Rachel. Hi Rachel. Uh, hi guys. Hi guys. Mm. I'm reading what she said. <laughs> uh, shit, I'm done. Really? So that's it. That's all it took. What? For you to admit it? Yeah. For you to say I'm done. Oh, that's not what I heard. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Y'all crazy bitch Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Hashtag Livecasting, Hashtag Interview Day, Thank God Cancer Saved Our Divorce. Hashtag Denny So Excited. My name is Denny Bruins. I'll be your conductor this week. On the crazy train. On this train. To my left, I have my ex-wife, Jamie. Say hello, Jamie. Hello. And across from me, I have my next wife, Amanda. Say hello, Amanda. Hello. You look very pretty. She does. I love when she does her hair like that. Yeah, it's cute. It's cute. Um... So I I was excited for the interview we did today, but mm-hmm. I have to say I got crazy excited when we got there. So I was excited, but I was like, eh, it's just another interview. And you really, really didn't know where we were going until we pulled up. Yeah, yeah. So it, where did we go? No, I was excited to talk to her. Um, people still you know, people may not know. Why don't you okay. give them the... Let's, so, let's talk about what we're talking about. <laughs> we interviewed with Jess Hooker today from... Um, the, from her podcast. 
from her, <laughs> from her podcast, uh, Not So Terrible. Not Terrible. Not it's, Terrible. Yeah, it's not. It's called Not Terrible with Jess Hooker. Not Terrible with Jess Hooker. And she also does Chick McGee Show. The Off the Air with Off Chick the, McGee. Yeah. Maybe and you should let somebody yeah, else introduce yeah. things. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I guess I was wanting to say, we went to the um, iHeartRadio Bob and Tom studio today we to did. do her interview. Very cool. And so I was excited to talk with her because Denny's told me about her since freaking 2012, it seems. He has been in love with her. Jamie told. <laughs> I want to let all this out. So I, I'm going I to was go on, on under strict rules. Uh-huh. Both of you were under strict rules. Yeah, uh, last I time have, I followed your rules. I have made some jokes about Jess Hooker and maybe my affinity for her because I think she is a very cool um, activist. I think she is very funny. She is. And I, I think, think she's... I, I now have a girl crush on her. I'm sorry, what? I, ca- I kind of have a girl crush on her, but she's very confident. She's very... <laughs> I knew what he was doing. How did you not see that? He <laughs> set you up. He said, can you say it again while I reach over here to my sound effects computer? I didn't do anything to this. She did it herself. I had nothing to do with this. No, now she's Take it be- away at the correspondence desk, Benny. Hmm. Jamie is a lesbian. Oh my god, wow. <laughs> oh, Isabel yeah. did not like that. No, she did not. Um, no, I talking to her, listen, listening to her on a podcast and talking to her um is is much different. Right. Uh she's very confident and very sure about everything she says and I just I really liked that. I did too. I, what kind of the point behind what we were doing today? She started she was kind of an intern at the X103 Bob and Tom Studios. They were all there together. She was an intern, and in 2012, she and Chick McGee actually started a podcast that was just going to be um, Chick McGee, just by himself. And he tried it for one episode, said, I can't do this, which it would suck to just sit and talk by yourself. Yeah, I've yeah. thought about, I just, nobody wants to sit and hear their own voice that much. No. no. I mean, no some people some people are. do, but usually if, Maybe if they do, yeah. <laughs> Usually, if they do want to hear their voice, nobody else does. That's usually how it goes. Rachel yes. says we should talk about medical marijuana. Absolutely. Totally agree, totally agree Rachel. We did touch on that today in our interview, so you'll we have did. to we listen did. to the next podcast. So it's a long interview. It is. It's crazy long. I think we're going to have to split it into two. Yep. It was Jamie's idea to split it into no, two. No, it was Amanda's idea to split it yeah. into two. Oh. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now you're fired. Uh, gonna what am I going to do? But no, I uh, say. I mean, like saying I have a girl crush on her. Like, be super delayed. <laughs> she's, no kidding. She's a very strong individual. I don't know if I could go through and end up on top like she did. I'm just that's. So she is also very public mm-hmm. in the way she handles things. She's very public in how she started. Mm-hmm. She's uh, her daughter. So you guys know her daughter was actually um, diagnosed with. Epilepsy, and but a very a very rare form. Yes. I was going to try and give us the name, but I I know I'd screw it up. So. Oh, yeah, no, I, I don't think too. I could come up with it. But she, um, uh, to the effect that her daughter, they've just now she's been diagnosed for six years. Is that right? From About seven or eight to fourteen, six six to seven. Years and ago. they they have finally found something that has reduced her seizures, but uh, it still never goes away, and it's affected her, you know, her growth, her memory her speech, just kind of everything. And her talking not only about having the daughter in that condition, but, you know, she has chosen to deal with this on a very public forum. 
Oh, yeah. Well, like she said, she's not, she didn't have anybody. Like, you know, we had a whole. There was kind of already a support group right. set up for, you know, people with childhood leukemia, leukemia. the parents yeah. and families of. Um, but hers is so rare, she doesn't. Yeah, there was no one, so she decided to be that family. She decided mm-hmm. to be that advocate. Right. And that's amazing to me. It is It is amazing, and her story was fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, I have always kind of looked at her as, you know, everybody's got flaws, and, and she's she's very willing to talk about hers. Yep. And like I was saying, her, her entire journey was done, um, her entire journey was public. And yeah. she made it that way. She talks about her drinking habits and why she did it and what mm-hmm. made her stop. And some of her relationships with Chick McGee, she talks about that for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, her ex-husband, John, and how long they've been apart and the relationship. How it kind of mirrors ours. Yeah, very in, similar. You know, how we've been able to, you know, co-parent together. And sometimes people don't get the title. Thank God cancer saved our divorce. Yeah. You know, it, it's it doesn't always mean that because you get along that you're going to get remarried and live happily ever after. Good Lord, it doesn't mean that. You don't think so? I mean, you and Amanda? What? Huh? You guys could, like, hang out, and I'll just leave. Okay. I mean, that I would mean, work. we've been trying for a while for that. Yeah. I mean, that could work forever. I just I just don't, you know, everybody gets together thinking it's going to be happily ever after, and I mean, I just don't ever think there's that happily ever after for anybody. Yeah, I don't think ha- happily, happily ever after. Why are you playing this? Welcome I think it fits. No, it doesn't. You're so stupid. You do not talk about Fight Club. <laughs> this was Jamie and I's Club marriage. Is, you do not talk about Fight Club. <laughs> Jesus. You're so stupid. <laughs> so what was your favorite part of the interview? Amanda, go. Oh, What was dang your favorite part? It. Um... For me, the learning about a different, you know, just epilepsy, you hear so much about it, but, you know, hers is a different form and getting in detail and all the different things that they have tried and gone through mm-hmm. and seeing, I mean, I could sit there and, you know, watch kind of the, her relive the struggles as she was telling us the story. Oh, yeah. Going through and just mm-hmm. seeing the emotion that she had felt and, and having been through similar stuff on our side of things. It was great connecting with, with someone else yeah. and hearing their journey, their their ups, their downs, what they've dealt with, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and how they've how they've coped with all of it. Because I'm I'm big into the how, not yeah. you know everyone everyone does things and you can get through it. People get through it in different ways, but I want to know how you got through it. I want to know yeah. what was your what were your vices, what were you good at, what were you bad at, and she's she's got a great reflective view of herself. She's mm-hmm. done a lot of, you know, self-searching. Yeah. And honest about it. And so many people struggle communicating that. And Because there's a, there's a, a vulnerability a to being to honest. Oh, yeah. There's a real vulnerability to it. And not a lot of people will trust you with that. And right. I, I think that's what it took to start this podcast. Yep. I is, totally agree. Is being vulnerable and being honest. Because, I mean, even with her, you know, she said, I, I had to stop doing what I was doing, you know, with substance abuse and, you know, to actually admit that for someone to be able to admit something like that in mm-hmm. the society that we live in today, that's a hard, that's hard to do. And not only to admit it in the society that we live in today, but additionally to, again, I keep going back to how public it is mm-hmm. because she does the 
the Chick McGee podcast, and that's no small feat. She no. went once her once her daughter once it was made public that her daughter had an issue. There was a they did a, there was a fundraiser that uh, actually got a, a service dog mm-hmm. for her daughter, and you know they raised enough money for that in like a couple of days, yeah. and. You know, they're they're talking to thousands of people. We're talking to hundreds. They're right, talking right. to thousands. Mm-hmm. So just think about being so vulnerable with yourself and your feelings and what you're dealing with. What I mean, it's talking very talking about your mistakes. Yeah. And she brought that up. You know, in the beginning, they were very quiet about it because you don't talk about it. Maybe it'll just go away. Um, right. So hearing how they transition from we're not going to talk about it, we're not going to talk about it to let me share with everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. Well, it's cool. pretty solid. To step up and be that, hey, we're going to be this family that gets the next family through when this mm-hmm. this happens again. They're going to be able to find us. And um, this, she talks about a lot of great stuff. I want to go back to this happily ever after. Yeah, I'm I sure was going people to. people have happily ever after. <laughs> I was I'm just a bitter bitch. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I, I'm just saying there's no such thing as a fairy tale happily ever after. Yeah, not that we don't think that people can't be happy. So happy hold on, and though. Let's married. talk about your happily ever after, though. Okay. Our happily ever after is what we're doing, right? Yeah. I mean, we have a good relationship, Jamie. You and Amanda have a good relationship. I, Amanda and I have a great relationship. So could, why isn't this our version of happily ever after? It is. But what mm-hmm. we were saying is this isn't when you're a little girl and maybe maybe boys don't necessarily go through that. You know, it's pushed more on women than it is men. Mm-hmm. When you're a little girl, happily ever after is, you know, your prince on a white horse. Right. And in the house with the picket fence and all of that, you and know, you whatever. Got, you've got the kids that are great. You're not going to have the ex-wife coming over into the house, <laughs> hanging out. You're not going to have, you know, kids ranging yeah. in ages. From I mean, 22 to, d- you know, yeah. newborn. You know, we should make our own Disney show. Oh, God. What would it be called? <laughs> Someone that's watching right now, give us the title of what our, our show Disney. on Disney would be called. Please. Absolutely. No F-words. I'm going to be the... F- oh, yeah, it's Disney version. I'm going to be the queen, though. I, am I like the evil queen? I was going to say, would we be like the like a Cinderella story with like the Wicked Stepmother? Yeah. Maybe that wasn't would it. You or be is it... Um, what's the new one with that they've kind of made with Snow White where there's the evil queen and then the good queen? Which Only one would it wouldn't be? It wouldn't be, but that's oh, just I it. Wouldn't it be the good queen and the evil queen? It would be the evil queen and the mean queen. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> being <laughs> Amanda the evil queen. Like, like we're not a valley of. <laughs> it's not this wonderland. It's just angry people <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Rachel puts dysfunctional junction. That is a good one. Dysfunction junction. <laughs> um. No, I'm just. Could you imagine? A, I mean, they don't. They don't put print Disney princesses out there dealing with. Snow White dealing with Cinderella because she stole her fucking dorbs. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just, it's not. Wow. <laughs> yes. That took a totally different turn. Oh, that was so good, yeah. though. But, I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, could you imagine? Like, here, honey, sit down and watch this. This is what like, real life really like, is like. Yeah, this is what this is yeah. what fairy tale really looks like. So you think you like. have these dwarves? Yeah, well, you don't. You don't. Now you have to go be happy when somebody else has <laughs> you it. You have to go Good find other dwarves. Good news is you can send them away and then come back and just see one whenever you want. Right. Only if you're nice. Right. Uh, that's But that's just it. It's happily ever after. Doesn't look the same for everyone. Yeah, and, it does not. And so many times that picture is kind of created that it should look the same for everyone. And that's not true. It's just not true. No. What did we not get to talk about today that we wanted to? Oh my gosh, I oh, feel like so we could much. have talked for another three hours. The Misadventures of Happily Ever After, I like that too. <laughs> I like that too. That's awesome. 
Yeah, that would. Our interview it. today was an hour and 40. We tried to cut it off minutes, like three or four right? times and yeah. then just kept talking. I felt like I was holding her against her will. No. I see, almost I, a couple of times. No, but I feel like she, I think she kept it going a couple she times did. when. She did. Um, when, when it was really enjoyable. I mean, we had great yeah. conversation. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was not a, a dull moment in there. And she's, she's so, I even learned a lot from her. Mm-hmm. Did you get the feeling, and please, for all of you out there listening, don't take this the wrong way, but, like, I almost, not that I felt bad, but, like, I was measuring Audrey's illness or what uh. Audrey was going through against what they're going through, and I almost felt guilty talking about May. That's what <sighs> Jamie and I went through when we were at that bre- that Mother's Day breakfast, yeah. because uh-huh. we were sitting there like, man, our kid the just- mer- Mother's our Day kid breakfast just, with Gary Brackett, yes. right? Yeah. Uh, our kid just has cancer. Um these other people oh, are... Stop right there. Our kid just has cancer. I know. But, but really, you know, we were listening to stories. She's, you know, we had... I remember there was one mother who stood up and spoke, and their child was was 26, and and they were still going through... I don't think it was epilepsy for her, but it was Oh, some, I think it was something close. Yeah, it was something close to her. I mean, ba- she couldn't live on her own. She was an adult and would never be able to live on her own. She was going to be a, a mother forever. You know, the term Jess used was a forever child. Yeah, I have and a forever child. And that's that's true, and it's something I had never really thought of before. If you don't yeah. really think about it. No, you don't. You also don't think <gasps> Hi, about Hi, Mark. Yeah, Thank Mark you. is a big Jamie fan. Thank you. Mark is going to give you free barbecue. Is that right, Mark? Go ahead and answer Free that. Free barbecue. Okay, mm-hmm. I like barbecue. Yep, will take that. <laughs> Jeez, Al. You're going to make me blush. Stop. <laughs> um, no, but I agree with Amanda. I did have a hard time um, telling her that, uh, man, you know, we're right around the corner from being done. And yep. not that we're done. We're not out of the, we're not out of the, the danger the zone. Woods. Right. And she'll never be truly out of the danger zone. Right. But to live with, say, we're not, every we're day. not living with eight seizures a night. Right. right. And, and that said, was a good note. No, she said you know, she's had these. four or five, six seizures this week. Yeah, it's, and that's down. That's substantially down. And I'm like, it's, I was sick to my stomach, like, oh shit, Audrey, like, yeah, because had a each bloody night, nose. Last each week. night, what's it called? What's that called? Uh, VNS. Well, not the nope. sudden onset oh, death. Sodic. Sudden onset. It's like it's like sudden onset. It's like so you have you have epilepsy and you you know it could just be your time with epilepsy. Sudden unexplained death due to epilepsy. Yeah. So she you know she has to live with that. So she talks about sleeping with her. Sudep. There you go. Good job. You. I also have to know you just hit your. I know. Shut up. It's every time. Just shut up. We're not talking about that. So it's. You know, they they have monitors and stuff for her to sleep. They she would sleep with her leg on her, so that she can so feel, she feel the when she starts a seizure, so that someone could watch yeah. her and make sure that everything's okay. Yeah. yeah, you know, I I think that's a big thing that I went through with Audrey. You know, when we brought her home from the hospital and she had SVT and her and her heart rate, and you had to watch her little chest go up and down. I couldn't live like I, I mean I say I couldn't I would if I had to sure right of course everyone would but still the thought of doing it until uh, you have to yeah right. you know and even going through this I'm like you know with the um, the cancer and everything you think to yourself how am I gonna get through this yeah because I still look at myself now when we start talking about oh her eyes look dark mm-hmm. 
You know, mm-hmm. it, she's acting tired. So I start thinking, God, this is it. We're going to go back and they're going to say. Her counts are bad. Her counts yeah. are bad. And oh my God, it's in her liver. You know what I mean? Yeah. I live with uh, that. No, and I, I could throw things that. at you for just saying I'm, that. Well, I'm just telling you we, how I feel. I think we'll always, I think we'll always live with that. I mean, they, they, they compare it to PTSD, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what Audrey's done with treatments and we're not seeing a doctor every month. And I think that's almost more scary than we would do. Yeah, do see a doctor regularly because now we're like we don't even know, right? She's gonna start complaining of something, and we're gonna be like, yeah, because you won't go for six months and it started growing. She had leukemia. Tell me, you know, tell me everything you know, and it's it's hard. I I don't know. I just she's a strong she's a strong person for doing it. Um, Jess, Jess is yeah, Um, Jess Hooker. She's very strong for everything she's done and. A lot of the ways that she's handled um, the situation and, and treated her kids, I think, is a lot of the same ways that we we do it. Mm-hmm. I did find I did find, and Dennis, you're right. We do have a large family with and, and a great deal of support, and we yes. appreciate everybody for that. Um, but the we do get through it. Um, our way is very similar mm-hmm. to hers. We don't. We've never allowed the negativity to come in. You know, with, you know, oh, feel sorry for you, feel sorry for yourself, feel sorry for us. Right. You know, it is what it is. You're bald. We're going to make fun of it, you know, so you don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, we just, we don't, I mean, we, I mean, we've never allowed it to define who she is, us or her. And I don't feel like they allow it to define her. I mean, nope. I didn't get that feeling. She went on with her life. Yeah. But the it good was, news, you know, the, the coolest thing for me and. I've already talked about my favorite part, but I could go on forever. Oh, yeah. So hearing, you know, you have a 14-year-old girl who um, is, she said, you know, mentality of, of about five or six because of the disease and how it has kind of regressed her and it really stopped her developmentally when she had her first seizure. So you have this little girl who, who gets up and she's had seizures, you know, every hour on the hour for the entire night. And she says, okay, guys, I'm ready to go to school today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, Jess had shared a thing on social media. Um, it was picture day. And they had had an awful, awful night with seizures. And she still wanted to get up and was just wanting to be there on time. For pictures. For pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, how strong is that? You you well, don't really understand going on. Just think about it. You, you want to be um, – Rachel, we'll get Audrey for you. Very soon. We've been talking about uh, having another Audrey's podcast always with her. saying, I want to do a podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, as far as the picture day thing, it, it's amazing what's important to kids. Yeah. You project that something's got to be wrong. Oh, my God, those poor little kids. Uh-huh. They're sitting right there. She, I'm going to keep her home today. Yeah. And she's like, uh-uh, it's picture day. <laughs> right. I got to get to school. I got to go. I didn't wake up looking like this for nothing. Well, I'm, yeah, I got to take care of that. No, and it, that's, um, that, the, but that's why they say children take sickness so well because they don't know any different. So we've always given you kudos, and Dennis mentions it here about, you know, she's not sick, her body is. Yeah. And... You coined that. Mm-hmm. You did a nice job with that. I will tell you, through parenting, that's the one thing you've done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the you're one. Ridiculous. You're finally, <laughs> we have something we can hold on. Just kidding. So she took this, Jess takes a similar route with always being honest. Mm-hmm. I was of the opinion when it started, let's let's protect her 
and let's you know make her feel better. The less she knows about what's going on, the better. Mm-hmm. But you argued me down, mm-hmm. and as said, I normally no. do. Well, but normally you don't win. Oh, yeah. There's usually a lot of argument for no reason. <laughs> yeah, usually. But I just no. I mean, Audrey didn't understand it. You know, we didn't. looked at her and we said, "Hey." You have cancer. You're not going to be able to do the things that some kids do. Um, eventually, you know, you will. But for now, you can't. Uh, your like, body's okay. Sick. Yeah. It was one of those things, Barbies, because can I go play with those? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it was. Um, you know, it's just, it's amazing what kids can actually Handle. get through. And you said it. And Jess essentially reiterated it today. Well, yeah, she doesn't call it a... Um, it's not an illness. It's a condition. It's not a sickness. It's a condition. It's a condition. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Kudos to her. Um, I want <laughs> what? Let's go to other people's favorite parts. I talked a whole lot about like what I liked. <laughs> what did you... I like the most? Yes. Yeah. I oh. liked sitting across from someone that made me feel like I was a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you did that to yourself. Yeah. No, yeah. I didn't do that to myself. I did it. I am a fan, Jamie. I I gave you both specific instructions on the way. Yeah, but again, how many I said times to do you, I listen to you? I said to both of you, listen, don't I don't want it. this to be weird because I they deal with this shit all the time. I don't want to be the guy that's sitting across from <laughs> the her. The fanboy. Teddy's the guy that says, I came here because the voices told me to. <laughs> <laughs> it was your voice, Jess. Uh. No, Denny has been in love with Jess Hucker for quite some time. Um, since since we were married, uh, mm-hmm. listened to a lot of the podcasts and I've liked her did personality. You, <laughs> did you like my? I just want you to know the yard looked really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I had to sit across from her while she just laughed and stared back at me awkwardly. Because yes, I, I said Denny has Denny found- thinks you're hot <laughs> yeah. is what you said. Denny thinks you're hot. Yeah, and she said, "Okay, interview's over." <laughs> no. She, uh, I don't know. It was well, funny. We'll be interviewing her again. She agreed to come on again, yeah. at which point I will tell her that now Jamie thinks she's hot. I just said it on national Facebook. National Facebook. National Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I said Hashtag I... live casting, hashtag <laughs> national <laughs> Facebook. Wow. Yeah, I said I I think I now have a girl crush on Jess Hooker. I mean, I, I don't know. She's just, she's awesome. She is awesome. Down to earth. Um... Really, All of those things. Yeah, yeah, she really is, and she's and she is gorgeous. So, what is what was your favorite part? The the entire thing. You just liked it all. I think I was fan. I was um, fanboying. Fanboying when I got bit. there because I'm like, holy shit, it's Bob and Tom Studio, and and you walk in and you actually saw the studio, and you know, yeah, we were sitting on stools that said Christy Lee and yeah. Bob. <laughs> I had Bob and or I had Tom's face <laughs> under your butt, <laughs> under my butt. <laughs> um, and we're we're you know we're sitting there and. Um, she's talking about how, you know, she was an intern and, and how she made her way to where she's at today. And that's pretty inspiring, it especially is. going through what you went, what and she's going so through. so public with it once and, again. Yeah. Um, you know, we're public with what we're going through and, and what, what we've, we've been, been through. through. Mm-hmm. Um, and but a it's kind of after the fact, not, yeah, not, not in the, in moment. the moment of right. it. Right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, a lot of people have disagreed with it. And... Um, you know, and I'm sure a lot of people have disagreed with the way she's handled things. Mm-hmm. But and she's much more public with it, I can't imagine. Yeah, but she's she's like, Oh well, because this is what I'm doing, you know? Yep. And I really like that. And I feel like I've gotten to that point where I've said, eh, this is what I'm doing. It's what we're doing. 
And we hope you like it. We hope you're a part of it. But, but if not, we'll be okay. Yeah, we're going to be okay. because We'll s- still be here. It's like, yeah. uh, I've said it before, what Dave Chappelle said. You clicked on, on my, my face. face. <laughs> clicked on my face. So. Let's talk to our fans. Because we've got, we've got viewers right now. We do. And I know we this do. is going on our podcast, and we're going to have to split our interview in two, We right? do have to split it. But before we talk to our fans, mm-hmm. let's... Let's talk about something else for one second. Okay. Uh-oh. Are we in trouble? Did we do something? Should you we? be? I love this sound. Effect. Okay. Let's take it to the correspondence desk. Denny? It has come to this reporter's... Turn it down. It's come to this reporter's attention. Uh-huh. Are you ready? Yeah. How ready are you? Are you? I'm so ready. No, I'm not. You're not I ready? Not, I'm not ready. I, I don't know what we're talking about at this point, but that's okay. It has come to this reporter's desk. Mm-hmm. The we are the 29th best podcast oh, in the yes. land. Oh, boy. How did we not talk about that? Yeah. The 29th best podcast as voted by the, what's the book? What's the What's the magazine? Do you have it on your phone? I don't have my phone. It's something podcasters... Podcast magazine or something like that. It is podcastmagazine.com. Is it on that picture? It's yeah, on it's on the picture, top right. So this is a <coughs> vote. So it isn't something, I know we sent something out and we asked everyone to kind of vote for us, but... Uh, the, I only said it once. So. It came out. Yeah, I only sent it once too, so... So I don't know if that's, do we know if that's where it's I don't from? even know if it's the same thing. I honestly don't. We're not really sure where this came from, but... Podcastmagazine.com. Hot 50. We made 29. I was, you know, had we have been on there and made like 50, I'd have been like, holy shit, at least we're 50. But we were actually 29. I mean, Joe Rogan's on this list. Joe Rogan is on there. Um, Um, We interviewed with A Kiss Like Yours. Uh, or we interviewed them. They were awesome. If you have them, they are in them. California. Mm-hmm. We're actually going to be a guest on their show coming up. So give them Sweet. a listen. They're a great podcast. Yeah. But yeah. So there's the upside: real life, real crime, uh, the Joe Rogan experience, Invisible Choir, in your house, a kiss like yours. A lot of these come out of the West, which we all know the West. Um, you know, out towards California, they're they're a little more they're inclined more to this podcasty, and we we're kind of a Midwest small podcast. Yeah, but damn it, we made it to number we twenty nine in the world. So this isn't something you know. I'm not trying. This to, is not an Indiana thing, right? This is we because that's what I was. Someone asked me, "Is this an Indiana thing?" And I'm like, "No, this no. is like a worldwide thing." Yep. This is this is voted on. Mm-hmm. So please, we appreciate everyone's support. And Absolutely. I know Amanda and I are doing a little, you know, funny podcast out on the side too with news. And they cut me out. They told me that I couldn't be a part of it because oh, they didn't like me. We wanted it to be successful. Mark, how do you feel about that? Don't answer that, Mark. You're <laughs> I don't my even friend. know if he's still listening. So, it, but it's it sounds even like when he's not going to be your friend. He's going to be my friend. Sounds like he w- looks like he wants to be more than friends. Uh, you know what? He's going to deliver you his barbecue. <laughs> yeah, he said he has good meat. He does have good meat. He's the He's the dude I used for uh, Garrett's graduation. Garrett's graduation. Oh, okay. So he does. I think they I'll give you a little shameless plug here, Mark. He's doing farm to fork barbecue. Is that his place? Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Everybody raves about that. Yep, that's what he's talking about. So not... farm to fork barbecue now, I think, is what it's going to be called, and it's at the old Dunkin' Donuts location. Oh, is it there? Mm-hmm. They're that's, moving there. They've been they've been doing it for a minute though, because um, I have. Because we had them at Garrett's 
mm-hmm. graduation. No, that no, was no. a couple years ago. No, it was a couple years ago, but I just started noticing people posting. Oh, yeah. Farm to Fork. Yeah. Friends of ours, friends of Caleb, Caleb's friends, yeah. my, my, my friends too, I guess. Hi, Sue. Uh, they, I see they talk about it all the time. They were eating there like every day. Everybody likes it. He, yeah, he's I got have a not great got product. He really yet. does. We have so. a um, menu hanging up in our office at work. So last month, number 31 uh-huh. on the podcast list is called Office Ladies. Yeah. Do you know who Jenna Fisher is? Yeah. Who is she? She's from The Office. What's her name on The Office? Uh, isn't that Pam? It's Pam. Mm-hmm. I'd say that she's a pretty solid person to be doing a podcast called The Office Ladies, which is similar to The Office. Yeah. We beat them. We That's did. pretty amazing because I can't imagine people on my Facebook, actually, there's not too many people that actually went to vote. Right, because it took a little bit to get there. Yeah. So these these are people that know. have listened and are listening. I would like to move up for um, April. Next month. Yeah, this is for yeah, March hopefully. 2020. Mm-hmm. If we could get on the other side of the board, number 24 or I'll better. tell you, when you sent that list to me, I started looking at number 50. Like, I went there I know, up. Me too. Because I was like, no way we're going to be towards the top. But I was like, dang, we made it all the way up here. Yeah. I know. It's uh, it's, whatever. Pretty, it's really exciting. It is yeah, it exciting. Is. So, again, thank you, everyone, for yes, thank you. continued support, continued following. This is, our, this is a labor of love for us. Yes. I know that we're all mm-hmm. enjoying it. Uh, Even though they kicked me off their other one, it's something Jess said. She, you know, she's talked a lot about um, therapy and how it's really helped her in her journey. I was thinking while we were doing that that this has kind of been our therapy. our therapy. Absolutely, you know, it's not a professional. In no way is it probably helpful, <laughs> but at least we are we're able to communicate and talk about things and kind of work through stuff. Even if we don't know that it's something we need to work through. Yeah, I hate you. That's so rude. That's so rude. I've been so nice this whole podcast. I had to do something. I just. I love you, and I was kidding. I'm no. Oh God. Uh oh. I'm in trouble. Is there anyone As that would have an extra be. room for me? I would. Are you crying over this? Almost. She's not kidding. Look at her eyes. She could cry right now. Well, you know what? Let's talk about this. Do you know why? I think we were trying to end the live cast. <laughs> I don't no, care. Not really. I don't. You know, she just had a baby. Okay, that's a month ago now. A month ago, how much longer how can long she carry that little thing? I do baby. Because uh, how long can I carry it? For probably the next eighteen years at least. <laughs> Absolutely. Did you carry a baby in your stomach for nine months? No. 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 You didn't. You want to know what I did? Did your I had to go? put it in there. Did you? <sighs> yeah, that's a that's a hard job. And did your hormones go out of whack? <laughs> yes. No. They I did had not. Lots of baby sympathy. Yeah. That's not true. I you had no sympathy. My back hurt a lot. It hurts all My the time. My side hurt a lot. Only when I kicked you. Obviously not hard <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah, clearly not hard enough. Look at this little... T- that little tiny human was like inside of her, and you want a bitch. Ugh, that is you know my what? little girl right there. My my youngest daughter. You'll Isabel be lucky Louise. if she's yours very much longer. Amanda's going to leave. Skip town. Pack up the kids. Deuces. Out on the road. Wait, did you take When Audrey? you say deuces, are you taking both? Again. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> All right. So thank you guys for jumping on the live Why cast with us. Why can we just not us. talk to these people? I just want to just keep Well, go ahead. No, ask. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just well, kidding. no, you had a question for them. What did you want to ask? I don't, I don't remember. So this is going to be a two-part episode, everyone. So watch. We'll have the other one. We'll have the first part of the interview out tonight or, or tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. You'll be up and it'll be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll also have, uh, we'll cut it off. We'll do next week's episode. We'll be the second half. Uh, and then we're going to be doing some some different uh, things.
things in the meantime. So I talk about step parents. I think that's a really important part. Talking about. I know I'm very important. <laughs> well, you both have been step parents. You, you guys are step parents to the same children. Well, that's true. Mm, yeah. No. Um. We step parents. I mean, that's a big. That's a. That's a big, big topic. topic. You guys. Would you guys like to see us talk about step parenting as a topic? Just give us a little chat there if that's something you would like to Is see. Is it as long as like? I don't know. I think it's important. I'm a product of step parenting. Yeah, we my talked. Mom a, yeah, we talked. A, mom, I mean, we talked about you know the rules. Everybody makes fun oh of me about God. the rules, but we were talking to Jess about that today, and you know that moment you you go from no way can anybody be a step parent to my child to okay, someone's gonna be Kinda a step like parent to my child. And to then, let's get rid of Denny and we'll just all live together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that. Hold on one second. Mm-hmm. Terry, it says top fan above your name. Is that like He's on, our top fan. Is she a top fan on oh, us? Sorry. Yeah, on yes, our page. On our page. So you're a top so how do you become a top fan on by, our page? By commenting liking. Um, Look at you. Thank yeah. you, Terry. Way to go, Terry. Terry, Rachel's been a big support. Dennis always, Sue. Yeah. Rachel just got on the bus but watched or listened to every episode we had in like a weekend. Yeah. That is commitment. That is commitment. Yeah, because I added up the hours for that. That's a whole lot of time. That is a whole lot of time. And we appreciate it. Yeah, we do. But um, we're going to talk about mental health. I think it's really important. Mm -hmm. Um, We should. uh, Abortion. It's like one of the controversial... I want to talk about mom shaming. Mom shaming? What is mom shaming? Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, You obviously want to know because you're not a mom. When people don't talk... When people kind of down you for the things that you decide to do... Like, That's mom shaming. So there's, so there's like, like social stigmas about everything, and if you do it, you're great and you're terrible. If you don't do it, you're great and you're terrible. She's like, uh, I, I have, have something, something to, to say. say. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so like when you decide to give a child um, a blue popsicle and it turns her tongue blue, and you get in trouble for it because other people don't think that's a great that's okay. idea, and you get shamed for it. Mom shaming. It's like body shaming, but, you know, over parenting. Yeah. You know what you're doing. I'm just saying, like, you know. So, you know, breastfeeding, I mean, is a a huge one. If you breastfeed, then, you know, that's that's great. That's the only way. No, stop. (laughs) That's not where I'm going. Okay. You know, it's great. That's the only way you're supposed to do it. Um, so for the mothers who can't. physically can't or don't want to or can't do it for long enough or don't want to, I mean, there's so much stigma about how you're supposed to mm-hmm. parent. There's really no right or wrong way. You know, I can no longer right. say, listen, my child is still alive because everybody's like, yeah, but she's got cancer. I don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> like I mean, people, she is still when alive say there's and a she s- does still have cancer. <laughs> when people you, say, say, you say, look how great I did. Yeah, oh, yeah but your kid leaving. has cancer. I think I'm doing okay. You know? Did you notice today in the interview when Jess made the comment about we didn't give our daughter this, talking about the epilepsy, immediately in my head, I wanted to throw you under the bus that you... I, yeah, I thought you. about I thought that, about the report in medicine. Gave and me can- or that you gave her cancer. Yeah, but Jamie did give Audrey cancer, so... It, it, it has oh, been proven. you want to know a funny story? I'm going to tell a funny story before we get up here. So... <laughs> We're sitting on the couch, and um, friends of ours come over. They just recently got married, and um, they're sitting there, and uh, I said something about Audrey, and I said, well, her dad gave her, or I said, 
Caleb gave her cancer because of the bathroom situation in his house. And she said, actually, my daddy gave me cancer. <laughs> and I said. <laughs> Are you serious? I swear on everything. Ask Caleb when he gets here. So um, my daughter believes that I had something to do with her getting gonna cancer. Go, she's going to be like 14. Hey, guys, I had Luke. Like, like the first day of school, tell me something interesting about yourself. My dad gave me cancer. I had cancer as a child because my dad gave it to me. No, we were talking about how long it takes Caleb to accomplish tasks in the house. And I said the only and reason. And that got put on Well, me. I said the only reason why he redid the bathroom was because we joked that he gave Audrey cancer because of. I know I hit my microphone because of the um, bathroom. And she said, actually, my daddy gave me cancer. And I'm like, you're right, honey. Your daddy did give you cancer. <laughs> and our friend's new wife was like, oh. I was like, it's serious? okay. We, <laughs> yeah, we talk about this all the time. <laughs> we joke about this all the time. So catching people off guard with that. I did throw you under the bus on the medicine today in our interview. but You know, let's keep track of who forgets to give her medicine the most. I think you I know, win this argument between the both of do you. Yes, you know Amanda never when, forgets. Do you know when we started having trouble with medicine? When you stopped sending the bag with the medicine. Oh, that's true. We haven't had the medicine bag in Well, And I organized years. it. Every time I would get it, I, I would organize it. I know, but you started keeping medicine here. I know, but that's, that's that was because, just that's because the, bag the bag was always at your house. And I used Look. to I used to take it and clean it up. I'd get rid of you'd have hair ties <laughs> And you'd have pencils, that, perfume a- bottles. <laughs> that's Audrey. Audrey would uh, throw shit. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Blame Audrey for all of this. Blame the child with cancer. <laughs> so everyone, thank you for listening to this live cast. We're going to drop off the live cast now, and we're going to finish out kind of our episode. And uh, please listen. Tell your friends. This will be a good one for uh, maybe your casual listeners that haven't listened or someone you know yeah. that has been kind of thinking about it. Anybody that listens to Jess Hooker yeah. on our other podcast. So if you sometimes worry about the things we may say because we do get a little off topic and a little raunchy sometimes, you're not going to we find any of that on this clean. one. It was very clean. Yeah, so I, I slipped a couple times. <laughs> but it's nothing awful. Don't take it to Grandma and let her listen, though. I don't want Jamie or Amanda already cussed in her house and I was very upset. Oh, shit. Yeah, she did. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> In front of my grandmother. So, oh, good Lord. Thank you all for listening. Yes. And we'll catch you all tomorrow morning when this drops. Okay, well, we're here with Jess Hooker, and she is the... Tell us about your podcast, Jess. Uh, I have two podcasts. My original podcast started out as the Chick McGee Show or Off the Air. Off the it started air. out as Off the Air. started out as Off the Air with Chick McGee, I think. Um, and we did that for, that started in 2012? Yes, 2012. Yeah. <laughs> do, I used to mow my... Do you know my... the answer to this? <laughs> it's just weird, yeah. <laughs> Should I tell you... people? <laughs> I'm no, kind of I appreciate, here. I, appreciate, I appreciate you knowing so you can fact check me, but... Um, yeah, we started a podcast, I want to say, in July of 2012. It's all coming back to me now. And uh, we had been engaged for a couple of years, four years maybe. And uh, we started this podcast in July of 2012, broke up in October of 2012. That was... Uh, yeah, so, I continued and continued ooh. to do the podcast. It was it was a bumpy time. I bet it yeah, was. Yeah. Even, even listening to some of those, it's really been... You know, to go back knowing, you know, you're kind of an open book. I am. Honestly. For so, the most part, yeah. Uh, and even your your 
hashtag share my story, share your story yeah, now. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, it's funny to go back and listen to your first few podcasts because you were uncomfortable. Yes. You, you even said it. I don't I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And how long ago? That's eight years ago now or right. seven and a half. Right. What's different today? Um, well, I got really comfortable, mm-hmm. obviously, behind the mic. And it it's mostly due to, to Chick's encouragement. Mm-hmm. He said, you have it. A lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something that you have to just kind of have a little bit of to be good at broadcasting. So I started out as an intern in the back of this building for a local radio station, X103. So I've been here at this address in this building in some capacity for about 17 years now. All all told, you've always had something going on here? Yeah, even if it was little things that Tom hired me to do Mm -hmm. um, or... Even, maybe not necessarily exactly with the Bob and Tom show, but I would be working for comedians that were associated with the Bob and Tom show. Sure. So very, maybe like one degree away, if anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's cool. it's, been a, it's been a long go. But I never, I never really anticipated being on the air. Yeah. I'm a helper at heart. Like, mm-hmm. like I really, it's in my DNA just to help. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't ever want to be the leader. I want to help the leader. You know, and so when Chick said, no, 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 I have a feeling that you are my Chick McGee. What I am to Tom, you are to me. So let's oh, see wow. how this goes. I would yeah, agree what, with a, that. what a compliment, right? Yeah. yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. And when, you know, I'm going to kind of fanboy out here a little bit, like we okay. were talking a minute ago. <laughs> when when the, his first podcast started, I would listen. Mm-hmm. And when you got on, you brought a, a different your first podcast really inspired me kind of the way I handle things yeah and up to and including like eating yeah so I that which I just out, heard you do I just again. Did again I did oh gosh so that's a thing that's a that's a really like either people are really into it or people are re- really hate it like there is it is it is a divisive thing to do um, <laughs> and you just throw it right out there I do I do <laughs> um it used to be I know that in the beginning when I was first on the show I was I was in your face I was aggressive I was also like a very angry person at that time in my life okay. uh, I was I was bitter I was a lot of things and and I there's no way I could go back and listen to any of those podcasts today really? I would be so embarrassed yeah. is that just, right see I didn't get the bitter side I'll be honest yeah? with you okay, I, I didn't okay. get that I picked up you know you were I get the helpful side of you even mm-hmm. then so mm-hmm. I, I can tell where you have grown as a person, I guess, yes. if you should say that. Yeah. Um, I, I could see that, and I've always likened that to the things that you've ran into along the way. Right, Because right. your life, I mean, with your kids, with your mm-hmm. relationships, so much different today yes. than then. Yes. So, um, I remember when you first started listening, and he would be like, you have to listen to this. You have to listen <laughs> to this. And I've really never been into talk radio. You right, know? right. It's just one sure, of those things. Sure. You're either into it or you're not. Yeah. And he's like, I just love this girl. She, and then he started following you on social media. He's yeah. like, she's so hot. Like, <laughs> oh, that's very kind. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm just going to throw it all out there. <laughs> like, see, sometimes I'm editing she... this part out now. You've done it. <laughs> now he has to fix it. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you can get him, not very often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, it, I was surprised. I said, are you doing okay? Because we pulled up. I'm like, are you doing okay? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm okay. He's like, oh, gosh, unless Chick is here. If Chick is here, yeah. I'm, I'm going to fall it's, apart. Right. So I've, I've liked... Just like I said, what you brought to that show Thank you. was really was really cool, and I thought it was entertaining without, like when you wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. It was still entertaining, mm-hmm. but um, you brought an edge to the show. Mm-hmm. I like I like the banter. I do it with these two. Mm-hmm. We banter like crazy. Don't. 
don't sound like you orchestrate that. Yeah. It's really just me making fun of you all the time. Yeah. Yeah, but I, you, I, when people say things like they're like, no, that's not actually what it is, but that's actually what it is. If you don't think that's what you're doing, then you're doing it and you naturally have it. So good job. Just accept it. Yeah. Move on with your life. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't think twice. If I've learned anything in this, like, just say the first thing that comes to mind. Think Uh long, think wrong. Sometimes we have to think. Yeah, that's probably true. That's true. I've uh, just, in the last year, I have been on the big show, as we call it, uh, the Bob and Tom show. um, And, I, I was always nervous because that was a big thing with Tom. Mm-hmm. Why he didn't bring me on the air? I have a I have a filthy mouth sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yes, huh? we uh, do too. Yeah, and so <laughs> uh, and I think that that was that was that was a that was a fear, and I get that. But when I walked into that room, that was that was a second grade Jesse Prosser dream that just came true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. And I am not going to screw it up. Mm-hmm. And so you just kind of you just know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just turn it on. Yeah, and you. You are you add to this show. I will say that oh, too. Thank you. you really do. I think you bring that edge. And I know you were just talking about your laugh the other day. Yeah. I can say probably <laughs> one here will tell you. Oh yeah, that thing gets me every time. Yeah. The other one, yeah, I don't notice. Yeah. And I I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. But I think it's your essence once again. So oh, thanks. That's so very nice. When you. Uh, the name of our podcast is Thank right. God Cancer Saved Our Divorce. Yes. So we're all of the time dealing with the idea that you know hey. Your daughter got cancer, mm-hmm. and it, it somehow fixed your relationship between Jamie and you. Mm-hmm. And for the love of God, that's not true. Right. So we need to get that out there. Right. So <laughs> we're not weird sister wives. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. I get no. it. But I do. I, I. Uh, if anybody understands your situation, it would be me. Um, mm-hmm. I have. I still claim that my ex-husband is my best friend. So much so, we've been divorced for 11 years, and some people don't even know we're divorced. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Because you still go places together. Oh, yeah, we still, still do, do all the together. kids' things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we have we have had dinner together this week. Sure. With, you know, and he's... Uh, I, I'm very, very fortunate in that I had kids with my best friend. Mm-hmm. I'm very fortunate. Yeah. yeah. So we didn't start off that way, no. necessarily. He wasn't we, my best friend. We didn't either. I was going to say, like, it, it's, like I said, 11 years. It took some time, but we got yeah. there. So we were, just to give you a little background on us, mm-hmm. we were um, your prototypical divorced couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had adopted Audrey. Okay. So, and uh, we were we were in the process of, you know, trying to navigate through how we were going to get along, sharing kids you know, whatever. I had two kids previously okay. and we had Audrey. Okay. Um, so then Audrey comes up with leukemia. Boom. Out of nowhere. And we, her first thought at the time was she and I were off on a quick little jaunt to Tennessee, like a weekend thing. Yep. And Jamie, Jamie takes her to the doctor and gets the news without me. Now, when we didn't get along, Mm-hmm. We still would go to doctor's appointments together. We yeah. Still, yeah, everything. You know, mm-hmm. we, yeah. That we did a pretty good job with. Yeah. But, you know, her first thought. Uh, this can't happen. He's not in town. Yeah. yeah. Right, 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 right. I can't, yeah. I can't do this right now. Can I ask what year this was? Uh, 2018. 2018. 18. Oh, wow. This yeah. is fresh. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, we say fresh, but, I mean, we're we're near the end of it now. We're near okay. the end of treatment. Okay. Yeah. We're near okay. the end of treatment. So okay. we got... We were in a situation just where we were actually almost happy that it turned out to be leukemia. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So okay. she has type A leukemia, right? Yes. Isn't that what yes. it is? Type A. Type B. Is it type no, B? Type it's B. ALL. ALL, yeah. Type so B. it and it's a two and a half year treatment, and as long as everything stays, you know, in its 
on the course. way on course. Okay. Uh, in May, we'll be ringing the bell as like official. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's official remission. Goosebumps. Last treatment. Me too. Yeah, it did last me too. Yeah. And we've got you know you learn so much about people when you're going through those things. And I know yeah. we're going to talk about like you know Addie's dog. Mm-hmm. You know I think you learned a little bit when that happened. Learned a lot. I've learned a lot of things that have nothing to do with the medical field. Uh, oh, this, oh, you yeah. know, yeah. So Ask me we, about ALL, and I mean, I could be your doctor. Exactly. You know, <laughs> exactly. Isn't it amazing what you will learn and how? Yeah. So, as a parent, the steps that you'll go through are yeah. to, to protect your mm-hmm. child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, you know, kind of a similar situation that we've heard that you. That I'm trying not to jump all around, but where That's you okay. put your, you know, one of your posts on Instagram mm-hmm. where she was, where Addie was going back, and it was like a ce- celebration. She was going to have yeah, this. Yeah, so we, yeah, recently we've been through, I'll give you like the couple of minute. I'll bring you up to speed. John and I, Addie's dad, John and I got divorced in 2009. Um, and Addie had her first seizure we were all having breakfast together, actually, at I was my house. Ask that. Yeah, we were all having breakfast together at my house in July of thirteen, wow. and she had what I I didn't I mean it, what I know now is uh, it's like a catatonic state. It's it's a tonic where she became very rigid. rigid. She didn't shake, so um, we thought, oh my gosh, is her blood sugar low? Did she have a stroke? Like we didn't know because in our minds we had the stereotypical seizure, mm-hmm. like. You this know, is what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, drop, rhythmic shake, and yep. then that's what happens. So, obviously, we scheduled an appointment with, well, and you know the pain of this, of, well, you got to see your family doctor, and then you got to get a referral. Oh, and then you got to go to the Yeah, so all that. But that was my professional voice. Oh, oh, oh. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and so we did that. And so from July, and, and then it was October before we could see a neurologist, oh, of course. God. Yeah, and so we did. Uh, Were you dealing with seizures in that whole time? A very, it was the same kind of seizure. So okay. it kept happening, and we were like, okay, so it's a possibility that she has a, because because the family doctor did say, like, this looks like a seizure. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay. So then I started doing my homework and realized there's 40 different kinds uh, of seizures. Yeah. So we get there, and, and they do the EEG, and um, they see that she's been having seizure activity. And uh, uh, kind of long story short, Addie has a genetic abnormality. Um, that happens at 16 weeks utero. Wow. Yeah. And so it wasn't until she was seven years old that she had her first physical seizure. Now, there were things going on prior to this that led us to believe to learning disability or other thing like, hey, she'll come to school and she will have this this addition subtraction mastered. And then she comes the next day and she has no memory of it. And we're going, what? Wow. Well, she's not a disciplinary issue and she follows directions and she works hard and we are missing something really big here. Yeah, so there uh-huh. were there were signs. There were looking signs. Looking back, you can see we had kind of the same thing. Yeah. With with Audrey, we noticed a bunch of little stuff at school, her being lethargic, and we're like, yeah. this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And then looking back, you're like, oh. I know. It's I so... just blamed him for everything. Well, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Is she not sleeping at your house? Like, oh, are you just exactly. feeding her oh, candy all night? such a bee. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. If I could text him something crappy, I did. You were going to say oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I call that, that's my favorite thing. My my favorite, also worst coping, misplaced anger. I'm really yeah. mad about this, but I'm going to throw it over right here. At you. I <laughs> yeah. think that's what I did to him all the time. I mean, she yeah. was coming back with bruises. I'm like, what the hell are you oh, doing to our yeah. kid? Uh-huh. Yeah, you know? good I, can, I can still remember sitting at 
in the bathroom. I'm gonna be honest. And I got a text message from you, and it had pictures of bruises. Like, where, where did this right, happen? I was right. like, she was at my mom's. Yeah, she, she didn't get bruised. Yeah. So then I sent those pictures to my mom, and I said, and of course his mom's freaking out. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I didn't do it. I carry her around on a pillow. Uh, I don't exactly. know. Yeah. <laughs> so at that point, you could, and she'd bruise. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you say you were guys. You were at breakfast when. When yeah. You noticed the first one. Were you all there? Yeah, all four of us were around the breakfast table at my house, mm-hmm. and um, and and it just happened. And I don't know how it happened. And uh, John, you know, John is a uh, I am a comforter. I am a let's rest, let's get pillows, let's get a warm blankie, let's do all these things. And John's like, let's take our minds, let's go shoot hoops. <laughs> and so they run out in the driveway, <laughs> and she did. She bounced back, and she started. Uh, she was playing basketball with him, and. She stayed outside and played with her brother, Max, and uh, and John came back in and he said, what what just happened? And we just stood in the hallway bathroom and held each other and sobbed. So mm. that's where I was yeah. headed. When, yeah. when, Audrey, when Audrey, the first time they had to um, put her under, they had to do a, a, a procedure on her. So this is, we just find out. Well, I she, drive back. She couldn't from, even go under. Right. When yeah, she wasn't supposed to. Her counts were too low. Oh, wow. This is when we first found out. And yeah. they said, look, it's Friday. We were at Riley. And they said, hey, we, we really want to do this before Monday, which means we got to do it now because the crew here tomorrow really can't do it. Mm-hmm. So, But her numbers were off. Her they, hemoglobin was too low. They were worried. Yeah, we can't put her, her to sleep. Patient. She won't wake back up. Oh, wow. Kind of okay. Her heart would work too hard. You know. So we have to do the bone marrow biopsy without any anesthesia. Or, oh, like, it was awful. Yeah. It was awful. And... She and I hadn't been able to, we weren't spending any time together. We could co-parent, right? Mm-hmm. but we weren't spending any time together. Yeah. And they would only take us when they did the procedure. Mm-hmm. And we just walked out and, you know, we cried and just hugged for a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it was so scary. I mean, yeah. you go in there and, you you know, they're like, we need you to sign this paper. Mm-hmm. And you're reading this paper and it's like, you know, if she dies, yeah, basically. you can't hold us yeah. liable, you yeah. know. And, and you knew the risks. And I had to sign in. off yeah. on that. And then I signed off and walked out the door. And then I was trying to get back in. I changed my mind. Yeah. I'm like, no, yeah. I don't want to do this it. anymore. And I had to pull her away. Uh-huh. It, was, it was awful. It yeah. is. So. It's an awful moment to not be able to do anything for your child. Exactly. But yeah. Just to give them to someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. if you look at the overall surroundings, you're there. You know, you and your ex-husband mm-hmm. are together in this moment. Mm-hmm. Something's happening. And nothing will reunite you. Right. Like your child. That's true. So I have a different, our, our story is a little different in that we did reconcile for a while okay. when, uh, it, I think it was a fear of Addie being away from either of us. Yeah. So he moved back in the house and we were like, we're just going to do life together like this. And then, you know, it, it, you're living in close quarters and you're doing life together every day. And it's like, well, we're not hanging out with anybody else. So, you know, and it, and it kind of, but all the same stuff was there. Yeah. It, oh, it yeah. was, but but Addie was the priority. Mm-hmm. So we were able to just say, "Oh, we're doing this for Addie." We were able to not address any of the BS or or the issues of why we got divorced in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, so then you had to go through it all again, sort of. We did. Yeah. And it was awful, yep. and uh, and it was a roller coaster from thirteen until eighteen. Of wow. us, of us living together, and we're together, and we're not, and we hate mm-hmm. each other. And in that time, um, I my alcohol abuse spiraled, and uh, it eventually probably is what led to him leaving. Okay, yeah. So again, open book. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to talk yep, about sure, that alcohol sure. abuse. What was what caused it? For sure. Um, so I 
it's interesting that you say that because when you are reflecting on how did I get here, <laughs> I started uh, here. Yeah, I started I ended here. here, and I remember. What in the middle? Yeah, I remember. Um, but I've been, actually been talking to some girlfriends about this. Like we live, not to get off track here, but just a little bit. We live in a society that's built for binge drinking. They don't let us drink until we're twenty-one, and then they ship us away. You know, to college and say, "Oh, yeah, that that's Go absolutely ahead. okay Go to make, just yeah, yeah. Go make responsible decisions." Yes, yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. And so, um, I I realized that like we just live in a society that's kind of built and lends itself to binge drinking, yeah. and also like, oh, we just get through the work week so you can get drunk all weekend, all weekend. and yeah, and yeah, it's not supportive the, to just be, hey, have a drink here and then. No, it's go not. out and get drunk. No, get, yeah, go as in. hard mm-hmm. as fast as you can, and. Uh, I have I have lots of uh, issues with alcohol and substance abuse within my family. So if you subscribe to the fact that it's genetic or hereditary, then there's that Addictive aspect personality too. Personality or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and you know that I that if I grew up around it and realizing now that maybe if any of my childhood contributed to my alcoholism as an adult, it was I never learned healthy coping mechanisms as a child. Is that it the trauma was, you talk about? Um, no, I mean, I have, I have well, all kinds of other stuff. Laundry list of drama. <laughs> this is a three hour podcast. Yeah. So we have, uh, and I, I don't know, I won't go into it, but there's big T and little T trauma. So there's, uh, <laughs> okay. 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 But, um, yeah, that, that just, no, that was my lifestyle. I wouldn't okay. consider that a trauma. Like, okay. that's just how I grew up. Uh, because I had a beautiful childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I never, nobody ever taught me how to fail and fail well. And I know that sounds strange, but you can, you can fail. And if you watch somebody fail and go, man, I messed up and this is what I'm going to change and I'm going to do it right the next time and going, oh, and mine was, That's oh, no. That's how you're supposed to do That's that. That's how you're supposed to do that. You're not supposed to drink in private and uh, fall in love with Hide people. Hide your feelings. And, yeah. And, <laughs> when, I, when someone says what's wrong, say, no, I'm fine. Oh, suppress, suppress, suppress. Get addicted to your job. Yes, all those things. So I... Uh, but I remember John and I going to a family function at his at his house, his family's house in Knightstown, and we're driving from the east side to Knightstown, so it's like an hour drive. I love these people. I love this family. John and I are decent, and I remember I made a mixer for the ride to Knightstown, and he goes, what are you doing? And he kind of laughed, and I was like, no, I really feel like I need this. And then it turned out to like just a couple of shots before I'd leave the house and then it was a couple of shots before I'd go to Max's football game or Addie's cheer and then it was waking up and mixing uh beer and orange juice in a turvis to take the kids to school and I was like oh well if you just drink beer until noon then you're not an alcoholic I mean in all the excuses (laughs) and then um and and then John left and I was like, oh, my gosh, I've, I, I kind of have to pay attention now. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you have to co-sleep with Addie because she has the majority of her seizures through the night. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I probably missed some being sure. passed out. Sure. And uh, I know I did. So from that, I didn't stop drinking until May of last year. So I'm coming up on nine months. Congratulations. Great. Congratulations on that. That's right. a big deal. So, yeah. What did you have? A, was the, So that was your moment then? It wasn't, no, it no? wasn't my moment. That yeah, like I... <laughs> Uh, I I um I was a lot like the holidays are hard for me to not for it to not be the four of us. That's just a struggle for me, and it's still a struggle for me for it to not be the four of us together or apart. That is my family. Sure, mm-hmm. I don't. I'm I I don't. And and I and I 
and I really, really do. I even hesitate to say pray because I'm still new to the praying thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do. I pray that if, if and when John falls in love with someone else, that she can she can be you know a part of this. Mm-hmm. This is big, um, and it's it's a lot to handle. And we're big personalities, and so as as we grow and that happens, I, I hope that that they will just become another. So when I first reached out to you, mm-hmm. your your response to me was. You know, thank you for responding. Mm-hmm. But your response to me was, I envy you that you guys are able to do yeah. a podcast together. How Do you know what month that was? Do you know when that was that you reached out? I guess I could pull out my phone and uh, look. It was probably October, November of, of, of last year. Of last year. Mm-hmm. Er, yeah. <laughs> so I was, so we were just a year out from John not living at the house anymore. And I was, that's, I mean, I am a baby in terms of sobriety. So even then, I was kind of in that, um, uh, what do I want it like the holier than thou kind of thing okay. in public. Like I'm sober, and then going home and <laughs> sobbing and crying and and taking fistfuls of antidepressants. And so I'm with you there. I yeah, feel, I feel that in public. I'm like, oh, you wouldn't know. No, mm-hmm. yeah, I go but, home and I'm like, it's, yeah. Now I just text him and I'm like, I just can't do it today. Yeah. yeah, but I think that's another way that we cope. Yeah, is is like, no, if I look good on the outside, then that's I'm not worried matters. about it. Yeah. yeah, I'm not worried about. I'll on just the pretend everything's fine. That's and then society teaches And then it will be fine. Fake it till you make it, which is a load of crap. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's like, no, therapy until you make it is what right. it should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So when you said, I said I envied you because we really hated each. And I don't even know if he, I don't think he even has the ability to hate because he's just not that type of guy. I, on the other hand, <laughs> uh, uh, can really, really hate even when I don't just because I like, I think it's going to make me feel better. It's right? easier. It is. It's easier. I, it's so much easier being angry at him. Yeah. Dude. Son of a bitch. There's I think he's right. <laughs> no, we don't ever admit that he's right. No, no, no. Even when I am. Not out. Not like It's like the verbally. mission statement between yeah. you two. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I like yeah. it. So when, when these two first hooked up as, you know, when they first met. Did we not yeah. say hooked up? Yeah. yeah. No. People already think we're sister wives. So when they first met, Jamie laid like a shit ton of rules on Amanda. Yeah, um, we have the, the podcast. There's uh, there's always rules. There's always rules. Yeah. There were, I'm not allowed to do Audrey's hair. I'm not allowed to bathe her. Oh, I can't dude, take I her to it. the nails. I, I can't don't buy her clothes. I get it. And it has nothing to do with you. No. Right. Right. <laughs> but it's just the things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I get you think it. about it and, you're, you, and you say, um, I hope when John finds somebody yeah. that, you know, we can coexist yeah. and and that's a scary that's a scary thing oh yeah especially I, as I a mother a yeah. yeah yeah because you know what's going to happen mm-hmm. it's inevitable mm-hmm. it, it's going to be there mm-hmm. but how do you get through it my the only way i was getting through it i'm, I'm gonna lay these rules down and if mm-hmm. they're not followed i mean i'll watch out my thought it was, was i'm picking my kids up and going <laughs> right 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 and it was a way which i i realize now i i recognize what you're saying because oh that's such a that seems like such a tangible way to go. I feel out of control, but I'm going to make sure everybody right. knows I'm in control. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so it's 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 another it's another way to cope when I don't even know what you like. It, you guys eventually obviously had a conversation and got mm-hmm. to a cohesive place after when Audrey became sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. that was there okay. was the moment. Yeah. And they I can't remember. We um, stayed in a hospital room for two weeks. Together, like a week, three of us about a week, week and a half. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. And it was just, you know, at first she would start talking and putting in her input, and I'd be in the, you know, I'd be in the corner going, "Shut the fuck up." 
do you yeah, know? Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. You don't, this isn't your kid, you know? Yeah. And then finally I got to a point where my mom would say to me, you know, she loves Audrey. Yeah. You should be happy yeah. that she is concerned. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whatever. You know? <laughs> no, I, there's no possible way that she doesn't nice need to be. All. She yeah. doesn't need to be concerned. I'm right. already concerned. Right. So who the fuck she? Right, right, right. right. But then, you know, as you, as you step back, and um, I think it was... I had left to go down to the cafeteria and Amanda was on the bed and she was feeding Audrey. Mm-hmm. And I walked in, I'm not even sure if I've ever told this story, but I, I walked in and I was like, huh, you know, Denny's not in the room. I don't yeah. know where he was, yeah. but she's feeding Audrey and she cared, yeah. you know? You had to and see it kind of. Yeah. yeah. And then I wasn't in the room, but somebody was taking care of her. Uh-huh. And then I realized Denny as a parent, he's going to need Amanda. Shit. Audrey needs Amanda. You yeah. know? Yep. <laughs> wow. I, I, just, I didn't know that's how you got it there. <laughs> no, yeah. no. No, I saw her feeding Audrey and I, and I thought to myself, you know, mm-hmm. what does it hurt? Yeah. And it, that's a hard time to come to that. Mm-hmm. Someone else is going to be taking care of my child, but I'm not there. Yeah. So with John, mm-hmm. do you feel like. Do you feel like in his search for someone else? Right. I don't. I he. To be clear, he is not actively searching sure. for him. Sure. Well, eventually, because yeah. I, I'm just trying to draw similarities between the two. Sure. Jamie, in her, you know, she's single, but she does have a boyfriend. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, so she's okay. not really single. Okay. So say, you that. can't say that. Can't say those two things together. But part of what she she'll tell you up front, she has to be with someone that's okay with this. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh yeah. Hundred. One hundred percent. That is. That is. Uh, I guess that's why I think John and I have been so um, selective on who we introduce the kids to and who we bring into the circle. Um, Chick was in the kids' lives, lived in our house for almost five years, Mm -hmm. and they still have a relationship with him. Mm -hmm. And they, I mean, he takes them to the movies. and, uh, And I'm thankful John got to a place where he was like, you know, this... My kids love this guy. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hate on him. Yep. Why you know? should I? Yeah. It, it mm-hmm. just. It doesn't make any sense. And uh, yeah. So it's. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what the what the conversation or the 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 packet will be that I build when I hand it to her and say, "Hey, this is how it works here." Right? Yeah. You know. But so. if you need help with it, okay, yeah, yeah, she's the OG. Yeah. She could probably Thanks. help with that. Thanks. So. Through everything that you've been going through, mm-hmm. you really, you're an activist in some ways. You've been to the state house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, headed I mean, to D.C. in a couple weeks. Are so, you really? Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, my children um, were chosen for a thing called TSU, which is Teen Speak Up, and it is where kids with epilepsy uh, go to Washington D.C. and talk to lawmakers about the importance of funding epilepsy research. Oh my God! Yeah, so Max and Addie were chosen to go together. Max is actually the first kid to speak on behalf of the family because Addie's verbal communication it isn't so great. So to have her go and speak, it would be really hard, and she would be under pressure, and she would probably get really shy. Um, and then her memory isn't great, so it just it would be better for Max and her to go as a team and they thought oh okay well we've never had this happen before where mm-hmm. a kid represents a family talks about the effects of the family how proud are you oh my gosh like i'm i he's he's amazing okay also john's a lobbyist so it's kind of in this kid's blood <laughs> to sure. do this okay. like we are a that. we are uh we are very involved in politics and and uh and change positive change um and i think that so between that you know him him being uh he works in part with uh labor 
So that's what what he's a lobbyist for. Uh, When Addy started the CBD oil, that's probably when we got our foot in the door Mm -hmm. and started making um, our opinions public and advocating for change in terms of medical marijuana. Mm -hmm. Um, We had a lot of TV sources reach out to us and and want us to talk about it because a lot of families wouldn't. Mm -hmm. It was, there's a lot of stigma still attached to that. Is it still today? Oh, yeah. Even with the explosion of CBD? It is. I think it, I think um, in terms, I don't think it is for adults. I think in terms of people using it to treat their children, that Mm -hmm. that's a big deal. I wouldn't care if you had to rub shit on a child to make it better. I know, it it sounds crazy. And that's what I always try to tell people until you're here in this Mm -hmm. spot. And, and Western medicine has failed your child 14 different times, you can't tell me what to do. No, you can't no tell me what to do. So no, if you don't have the answer, then yeah. sit down and shut up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'd do it. I'm with you. I would do yeah. it for Audrey if she had a problem eating or anything yeah, like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Hands down. Yeah, we've done, we've done a lot uh, in terms of uh, policy change and things of that nature. So, What are you most proud of? Um, I would say that I am most proud of, hmm, we're a team, the four of us. Um, so the fact that John and I have, I, and this is something, and I think this is just topical maybe because I'm talking about it in therapy right now, but, uh, <laughs> that it sounds strange and it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with Addie's condition, but it does because, as you know, it affects every sure every does. every part of your life, whether you realize it or not, it does. But that, you know, I'm not going to say that Addie's condition led me to drink more, but it. I think it did. I think mm-hmm. it was a release. It, it was a help. way. It didn't help. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's true. It didn't help. And so, um, you know, I've been very open with my kids uh, about the times that I've quit drinking and started drinking again. And, hey, this is what this looks like. And being able to tell my kids, like, I'm going to tell you the story. I'm going to give you the facts so you don't write that story in your head. Wow. Yeah, because that's a that's something that I wow. learned as a kid that I wasn't given all the information. So I decided to tell myself my own story. Absolutely. Another, that's incredible. That's an incredible thought process. Yeah. So it that's, really is. Yeah. So that's another thing that I realized in coping as an adult and they always say the things that we that we learned in order to survive as children do not serve us as adults. Not so at all. I Makes sense. Okay. I put my hu- I put my ex husband my husband behind the eight ball every time because I wouldn't have that conversation with him and say hey we're going to talk about this I'd be like oh no I'm gonna yeah, oh, I write this story in my out. head yep. yeah I had the fight in the shower this morning we don't even need to talk about it <laughs> you're so, in trouble so I, uh. I really do think the most thing I'm proud about is is my ability to communicate and share my story whether that's just between John and I standing in the hallway or during drop-off or if it's on a podcast like yours or or over the radio waves I'm just grateful that I have the ability to communicate and do it without um, without shame mm-hmm. because there's a lot of I know that that sounds strange no. but like you said earlier that um, the feelings that come with having a child that is sick and and you can't fix it and that's the first thing is like man I can't fix this okay now I'm going to give them to the medical community and say you fix and then they can't Ugh. fix it and you're yeah. just like you really feel like you have effed up every single way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, and what's the first response to, to failing? Shame. <laughs> so that's the thing is just being able to communicate and share our story and, and kind of 
be loud and proud about it. Mm-hmm. You because know? it is your story. It is our story, and there's so many different facets to our story. And yeah. It's wild. And if one person identifies with one little part of it, like you said, whether it's the seizure dog or it's a divorced couple that doesn't hate each other or it's a child with a, with an incurable illness, like it's it, that's just mm-hmm. the way it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you got to share all of it. I can't imagine, honestly. Um, you know, like Denny said, we were... We were thankful it was leukemia. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we got to a point where like, thank Google was God. not a friend when we were in the hospital. Oh no. no, yeah, that is that. No. Did you do that too? Web oh MD. my gosh, I had, I I had. Oh, it was bad. I had pie charts and all just all these things, just wanting everybody to have all the information mm-hmm. and saying this is this is why we're doing this and 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 Addie's Addie's is bilateral band heterotopia. It is incredibly rare. So to explain that to like, no, she doesn't just have epilepsy because there's, there's what, uh, 34 million people that have epilepsy in the country. Like really? it's, it's nuts. Yeah. There's a lot of people that have it. Well, like the Cameron Boyce kid, the Disney character mm-hmm. that recently yeah, we just died. Read about that. Yeah. Like you said, we were happy that it was just leukemia. Mm-hmm. Well, SUDEP, sudden unexpected death due to epilepsy, that's. That's the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. Right. So how mm-hmm. I'm we're lucky. Mm-hmm. We're lucky. Yeah. See, and ours is I say ours is curable. Yeah. You know, at what May 25th, 2020, when we ring that bell, there's a weight lifted off our shoulders. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, um, there is. But it, no, that's what I was going to finish with. But she's still every 6 months and, yeah. and then oh, yeah. some. And, and she know, has a higher I, chance of getting it when again, she's an adult. Yeah. And I know there's things that you still have to worry about, but to live with something like that every mm-hmm. single you day. You and I talked about that. Do you remember the Mother's Was it Mother's Day breakfast? Yes. I was thinking about that We earlier. did the Mother's Day breakfast with, with Gary, Brackett. Uh, Gary, Brackett. Gary Brackett. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Great guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, and we were sitting there and these... Listening these, to these stories, um, there were several mothers there. Their children had epilepsy and different, you know, we learned yeah. some of the different varying degrees of it. So, yeah. listening to their stories and her and I were looking at each other like... Should we be here? Right. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. our kid just has cancer. You know, yeah. that's... Yeah. Our kid just has cancer. <laughs> No, but that's that's what it said. Like, and I I do that every day. Somebody would be like, "How was Eddie's night?" And I was like, "She only had eight seizures." And they're like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, your normal is different, and that's okay, and that's what everybody says is just like I can't imagine doing what you do." And I said, "If you had to do it, you'd do it too." Oh yeah, yeah. That's what everybody. You don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. Nope. Yeah, that's what my mom said. She said, "Go outside, cry it out." Mm -hmm. But when you're done. You're done. Yeah. Because you got to come back in here and you got to be strong for that little girl sitting there because no one else is going to. And that's kind of how we decided to, to have the conversation with her. You talked about communication. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest part of our thing is we, we communicated to a three-year-old, Hey, you have cancer. Mm -hmm. You're going to be stuck all the time. Your hair's going to fall out. Yeah. We're going to make fun of you for being bald. And then she says, okay, can I play with my Barbie now? Right. Sure. That's so true. That's honestly... You know, not to bring this back about us, but yeah. our big thing that we did with Audrey is we didn't allow, we took away anything anyone else could make fun of her for. Right. So okay. she was bald. We made fun of it. Now, yeah. we didn't do it in such a way that was hurtful or mean. No. But, like, I convinced her to let let me shave the rest of her head when yeah. she started losing when it yeah. for cheeseburgers. And she was like, all right. So I'm like, yeah. well, let's do this. Yeah. And so, you know, with a well, we've always taken light. To everything, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't let the world get too heavy. Nope. And, and you and I, 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 I commend you guys for that because there is. I think that there are two schools when it comes to being a parent of a sick child. 
And I don't even, I don't really refer to Addie as sick. I just say she has a condition. Me too. Yeah, just, it's a condition. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are parents that make it their identity. Oh, yeah. And it kind of becomes, it's not, but there's like a Munchausen, like, Mm. kind of tinge to it. Yep, And it turns really, really odd, and it becomes their identity, and somehow their worth lies in just how sick their kid is and just how much sympathy they're going to get. Yeah. When we talk about coping mechanisms, I think that's their their go-to, you know, she's sick, so I'm sick. It's the only way they know how to mentally handle it. We convinced Audrey that she wasn't sick. Her Her body body was was. sick. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. I think that that's, yeah, that's... That's wise. I commend her, Jamie, first time in 10 years I've done it. I commend her <laughs> in that she, it was her idea to be honest with her. It was yeah. her idea to talk to her about mm-hmm. it because I was like, no, we got to keep it easy on her. And she was like, no, we're going to tell her. Mm-hmm. No, and, yeah. And I, and I, it took me a while to get to that because John and I didn't share any information for months. We just, we, we were in denial mm-hmm. and that was kind of our, like I said before, that was our coping. Like sure. we didn't deal with crap between each other. We weren't going to deal with crap like this. We didn't know how to tell people. We just really thought that this is like, we're going to get a medicine and then nobody needs to know. We don't want right. her to have this stigma. We don't want people to, to feel sorry for us. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of didn't talk about it for a while. And then we kind of went the other way, <laughs> went, went extreme in the other direction. And so um, Addie is, uh, when she can verbalize it, she asks why. She she said, who gave me this? Did the doctors give this to me? Addie's 14 years old, and she operates at about a five or six-year-old really? intellectual level. Yeah. Okay. And that's, that's, it's actually about the time that she started having seizures, the visible physical seizures, it's like she kind of stopped and then she digressed a few years. And so, um, it's, I tell people that I mourn the loss of the daughter I thought I'd have. Mm -hmm. Uh, but Addie has the most beautiful gift in the world of making people be them, their best self. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm sure you guys experience this. There are people in our family that I can't stand. (laughs) And somehow, and somehow, Addie brings out the best in them, and mm-hmm. and for that I'm I am grateful that she has that ability. Did you, in your journey with her having this, did you meet other families that are going through the same thing? I have I have met very few families. I've I've only via social media met one mother that lived in Georgia that had the same condition, okay. and her daughter was like twenty or twenty two. Oh, before yeah. she before she showed signs of it. No, she had had it her whole life. Oh, but when okay. I she met her, she was twenty. Yeah, twenty, twenty-two, somewhere around there. And um, uh, but no, I don't. I mean, outside of um the Indiana Epilepsy Foundation chapter, I don't have a lot. I okay. do I do uh conference calls when we're trying to pass bills. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I don't have a lot of one-on-one interaction or conversation with anybody about Addie's condition. So I ask you that because mm-hmm. we did when we started. Yeah. We started, you know, we're going to follow this person. We're going to, until one didn't work out yeah. like yeah. we'd hoped. And it was, it was a, hard. It was a tough lesson, mm-hmm. um, you know, for us because you get close and then you're living it too. You know, yeah. what, what other parents are going through yeah. and, and with their children. And, yeah. uh, you know, it doesn't mean that we don't, we're not friendly or cordial or talk mm-hmm. to or ask yeah. how things are going, mm-hmm. but to follow someone else closely, yeah, we had to make the decision not for our own mental it. health. This isn't maybe yeah. not to. We have yeah. enough of our own fight. We don't need to fight with someone right. else. Yeah, yeah. Someone and it's fight. hard. It's I mean because when you get that close to a situation, there is 
kind of some enmeshment that gets involved yeah. and it's just it can be really really sticky um I, I mean i follow some family i know some families follow me but in my mind when i when i when i searched for addie's condition on the internet and social media and looked for families and i didn't find them i was like okay then this is your cue you've got to be that family yeah, for you've got to be the one yeah. yeah and so i think we are that for a lot of people uh, but you're the voice you mean yes mm-hmm. yeah so mm-hmm. we have kind of become the mentor in sure. terms uh, but we never really had that but that's kind of John and I's style we're sure. the oldest kids so we just like we just take it and figure it out yeah absolutely so you're very public very public I mean, we keep talking about yeah. this you're, you're very public and you're so public and I know what she said at the beginning yeah. but I I went to a comedy show with her and sat next to Max and John oh yeah it's, it's been a year two years ago yeah we were arguing about it on the way here yeah. where it was was it Chris Rock <laughs> nope it, it was at the Murat and um, we I were sitting agree. no I, I know it was it was at the Murat okay, okay. I'm trying to fun. think I I so it was about a year end, ago um, would it have been Ron White, maybe? No. N- oh, yeah. What about, is... no, maybe, I don't know if it was Ron White. Did you go to Rodney Carrington? Uh, he did go to Rodney yes, Carrington. Yes, that's, that's what it was, because I watched Braxton for that that's one. It. We were sitting, and I actually felt kind of strange knowing <laughs> he had no idea who this big dude is next to him. Right. And, you know, I'm looking over. Then he's like, I know that guy. <laughs> and so I get his autograph. <laughs> That is not how that went. Stop it right now. But I, I wish I wish you would have gone up to him and go, I love your ex wife. <laughs> so, don't encourage That's what everybody don't encourage does to him. Yes. Oh, it is not what everybody does to me. That was good. So I next time I might. Yeah, okay. If it happens okay. now. So there is the end of the Jess Hooker part one interview. So was it as good the second time around? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So remember, this is a two-parter. We split this one down because if we didn't, this would be a two and a half hour episode. It'd be so long, but there was so much content. It was so great. We, I feel like we could have gone another three hours. Yeah, and we may. I've asked her if we could do a follow-up. She was okay with it. Maybe we could get her to the studio. That'd be cool. And, you know, like we were talking on the hashtag. Except for after Jamie threw you under the bus. <laughs> she might think you're a little creepy. We're not coming to your house in so, your basement. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. We want to definitely get as many people on as we can. As a matter of fact. Going to the correspondence desk. Take it away, Danny. Actually, I'm going to send it back to you. It's All sort right. of like we're going to have a guest soon. Oh, Yeah. I have reached out to um, Justin and Johnny. From the Juice, Juice in the Morning, Morning Podcast. Yeah, from Juice in the Morning Podcast. I always screw up the name, so I try not to say them. Um, from Juice in the Morning Podcast, and we're going to set up a date for them to come here and talk to us. That We had a lot of fun with them we last time. We had a time great that we time did. with them. Yeah, they're, uh, they're We a were time. on, we were guests on Juice's show. Yeah. Um, yep. Seems like forever ago. I know. It does seem I was like thinking about, you know, really this, our, our jump started with the BJ Robbins podcast. Mm-hmm. Once we did that one, I mean, we were, we were we gaining a lot of traction. We finally got comfortable with interviews, and so I think that was when yeah. we were like, hey, we kind of like this interview thing. Yeah. yeah, so we could go out and meet people um, and, and that are kind of doing the same thing. And the good news is we're, we're parlaying that into additional, you know, followings. And, and 
we're getting, you know, I put a map down here. Amanda got me a nice map for Valentine's Day because I've, I'm tracking where we are reaching. We are clear out in the Middle East. We're over in the Pacific Ocean if mm -hmm. we go the long way. So it, it's it's amazing. We get a lot of listenership in Oregon, in California, uh, in Asia. We're getting a ton. So it, it, this has really been an incredible journey. Absolutely. It so really has. We, we appreciate everybody. We're listening. coming up on a year. I'm ready. I want to make our yearly show a really big deal. Are we going to do it at our 52nd release or are we Ooh, going we to do it when we should. did the when we do February when we actually did our very first one? Well, I aren't we past when we did our first one? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But I think we should do 52 weeks. We should do 52 episodes. So Because that's a full year. So yeah. it's going to be near July then. Mm -hmm. Because oh, okay. we started, yes. we did two or three Remember, we'd sit yeah. at the poker table, <laughs> and it was horrible uh, audio. Yeah. I mean, just as I'm thinking about it right now, look at our setup today. I know. I really hope I mean, we were able to, you know, how was our, you know, our sound? You'll listen to the interview. You're listening to this post-interview. The sound and everything, we had to take all that stuff there. Mm -hmm. So that was all of our equipment. We packed it in a bag. I wouldn't let Denny use his gym bag. I know. He told me. <laughs> and we we took it somewhere else, you know, to think. Before, we would have never been able to do that because no. we had one mic, little adapter that we <laughs> sent Jamie to get at Best Buy. Yep. You know, and then she was 45 minutes late to when we were supposed to start the podcast. But it, I, I look at, you know, we've got a monitor that you guys can see what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. And we have the, you know, my sound machine. I've got our computer going. I've got a bigger board. Um, we've just really taken this and it's done so much more than we thought. Yeah. So it's been awesome. And this was all. I'm once again, I'm going to give the credit where credit is due. You're welcome. Jamie could see it. I did not. I thought we could do okay at best. <laughs> like That's like my fourth one, and you haven't got it. So you finish your sentence. on this podcast. This, uh -huh. is, this, is a, this is like a landmark podcast for us. Okay. You're still tired. <laughs> I, I just think that our 52nd yeah. episode... Is it going to be a big one? I mean, I feel we like need it to make should it a big be. One. What was that? I don't know. I have no idea. I feel like it should be a big episode because that is, I mean, granted we did it like in the first few weeks. We had skipped a couple weeks because we had a lot going on with Audrey and stuff. Yes. Um, But after that, we really, um, we, we took got, off. Once we got this Once we up. committed, mm -hmm. once we committed and we said, hey. Now, I will take credit for this. I yes. said if we're going to do it. We're doing it every week. We got to do it every week. Mm -hmm. And and we've I mean, we've been able to. I never thought we would be able to stick to that. I didn't either. I thought we might have to record a couple episodes ahead of time so that we could release them each week. Mm -hmm. uh, but, I mean, whether it's whether it's 1130 on a Sunday night or whatever, we, we had to get it out. out. I say we we had a baby during the time. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We did. And we've been committed. Yeah. We know we can't charge for it. And it's okay the places that do. Mm -hmm. So if if you've got a following that can that can garner a monthly subscription, yeah. I support that. We are, we are not there. I don't know that we'll ever be there. No, maybe but not. Even if we do get enough, that, that's a personal preference thing. But we... We... <laughs> I'm not uh, letting you get away with it. What do you want from me? No yawning I on the podcast. <laughs> but it's this has been such a such an undertaking, and 
I've always wanted to make sure that we have it out and we have, and it's a testament to everybody because mm-hmm. you sacrificed to get here. Mm-hmm. We have to sacrifice to make the time, but I don't think there's any of the three of us down here that would change it. No. I don't think so nope. at all. This is this is my most favorite thing I've done in a long time. Same. So, all right. Any parting words before we... Uh, Thank you again, Jess Hooker. It was amazing. Yes. I had a great time. I hope we can do it this again soon. This is number one. Remember, mm-hmm. this is number one. Next week, we'll we'll finish out talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Jess Hooker, thank you. And thank you for allowing me to uh, interview you after Jamie told you what she told you. <laughs> and not getting up and walking out and be like, all right, freaks. Asking security to have me Escorted removed. Out. Yeah. That would have been the best thing ever. It's always been great. Thanks for listening. I'm not pregnant. Chico lives. Wait a minute. <laughs> Y'all crazy bitch. Didn't get enough of us this week, did you? Jamie, where can they email us? Oh, you can email us at tgcsod at gmail.com. Social media. You can find us on Facebook. Thank God cancer saved our divorce. Come on, there's a couple more. Uh, Instagram at tgcsod and Twitter at tgcsod. There it is, folks. Track us down. <laughs> <laughs>